Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Now this goes out to all of my beautiful people. I'm Jay Star, you know it's nice to meet ya. 7.45 a.m., catch me on the morning meetup. Hosted by David Shands. I love it. All right, so check this out. I want to give y'all, I think I can teach this lesson through my own personal uh, relationship journey with money. Um, I, I'm, I'm, um, I really believe that what we just did a second ago was freeing for some people or giving a realization that like where we stand, where we stand. When you know where you stand with somebody in a relationship, you know how to you know how to move with them. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know how someone feels about you, it's kind of hard to approach the relationship. But when you know, when you know, it's like, okay, well, where do I want this relationship to go? So my very first, like when early on as a child, um, our yes, I would say our relationship was friendly casual relationship i don't want a whole lot from you you don't want a whole lot from me when i get some i do some stuff that makes me happy i'll go to the the corner store get candy chips things that make me happy it's not like i have to always have some money around you know what i mean it's not it was it, it's not a dedicated relationship but i'm a kid i'm a kid i didn't look at money as something that i really want to build within the future right but as i got a little older um like jennifer said we had a very toxic relationship it was i mean abusive even a very toxic abusive relationship with money i get it and i practically throw it all away i mishandle it i don't know if this chick is coming or going, I don't know how long it's going to be here. I just don't. I got to go get it. I got to go get it. And then I got these plans for it. 
but I just abused my money. Look, and if you were, if you if you were in my college dorm room, you would truly see the abuse of money. You would see it all on top of my cabinets, especially when I moved off campus, right? Where I had to get a job. And you would see my money represented on the top of my cabinets. Anybody know what I'm talking about? On the top, of, you would see my, my all my money would be stacked kicks, on the top of my cabinets. <laughs> Yo, yeah, so y'all had that abusive relationship too. You just do what you will. You could see it. You could see it. And that was my, that was my trophy. That was my trophy. You could see all the money. If you started to calculate, you would see where all the money goes. Man. And if the other way I abused my money didn't get, um, didn't dissolve in the air, because <laughs> you can't put that on top of a kitchen cabinet. I, I would, that money would just dissolve into thin air, literally. <laughs> in college. Oh, man. I spent every dollar that I had abusing myself. It was a toxic relationship. And some of you, maybe your money isn't dissolving into thin air or you're not uh, uh, hanging the corpses of your money on top of your kitchen cabinets anymore, unless you do. If you do, you need to stop it. Okay. You too grown for that. Okay. If you have, if you listen, first off, let me just get this out. Okay. <laughs> Anybody still got bottles on the top of their cabinet as an adult, you need to stop it. Okay. You just take that down. Okay. Cause your spouse is probably looking at you crazy. Like, yo, why do they still do that? This ain't a, is it, it's just throw it away. It's not a trophy. Here's the crazy thing. Let me show you the upgrade to it though. The upgrade is expensive, empty bags, empty, expensive bags, the Fendi bag, the Gucci bag, the Louis bag. I'm not talking about the thing that you bought. I'm talking about just the packaging that the bag they sent you home with. We collect them. Now, if you're not doing anything with it, that is kind of like the upgrade to bottles on top of your kitchen cabinet. But I want you to like really like just assess where you are. So at that point, very toxic, abusive relationship. I get the money and then I throw all the money away and then I get mad at not having it anymore. I'm mad at the, I'm mad at the, the way that I treat the money. That's toxic, right? Say you abuse, say you're in an abusive relationship, then you then you come back and tell the person about how much you need them. And then you abuse, abuse them again. And then you come back and you love them again because you, it's tax time. Okay. Yes, it's just the assessment. So had a casual relationship money as a kid, and then college into adulthood, very toxic and abusive. Then, then. My relate, I, I got tired of, and I got, I came into to some 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 new information, and then I began to learn money. I began to, 
okay, let's 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 stop abusing it and let me just find out what this whole money thing is about. Certain terms, I didn't truly understand what it meant, like investing. I really didn't know what that meant. On the surface, I'm thinking, okay, you invest time into something, you invest money, but it was just a buzzword, but I didn't understand that the whole purpose of investment is to let the money go and bring it back. I just didn't understand the concept. Or I, I, I'm learning that, okay, I don't have it, so I need to save it. Which, now looking back, that was the beginning stages. That was, that was the training wheels. At least I'm, at least I'm learning my, I'm, I'm learning my significant other if money is my significant. I'm, I'm getting to know you. I'm starting to at least realize that the reason that I don't have money right now is because I spent more than I got, and then I'm in debt, and then I'm understanding how the credit cards work. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, at this point, this is like 23, 24, right? 25, I started my t-shirt brand. But this whole time, I'm I'm learning how to make money. But I don't, I'm I'm not spending time with the money itself, like getting to know the money itself. If you guys feel yourself on this timeline, just just let me know where 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 if 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 I hit where you're at, or if you can relate to where I was at some point. You're learning it, so I'm like, oh wow, most people don't have a thousand dollars saved. Let me save a thousand dollars. I'm learning. I'm learning. But then, as I'm learning, my relationship with money became angry. I was, I began to be angry with money because I believed that I could never be successful. I'm learning the money, but now I'm angry with it because there's so many concepts and I don't ever see how I'm ever going to live the life that I want to live financially. I become angry. Well, after that phase of my life of being angry with money and being, I, I honestly thought, and I say it all the time, I honestly thought that success was like a gated community. Like not everybody could get it especially not me. I see other people becoming successful. It's just not, not me. I don't, I don't think I'll ever have it. And then I began to jump into personal development really, really heavy. And then me and money got to know each other. I just kept on the journey of learning it. We're getting to know each other. A lot of us on this call have no idea what money is and how it works. But I got to get to know money, but I need money to get to know me. Like, we're getting to know each other. I'm starting to understand my own bad habits, terrible habits, my vices. I become more conscious. So when I go into the shoe store, I'm becoming more conscious. You know how I did it? And this might help somebody. For this month, and however long you feel like you can do it, write down every dollar comes in and goes out of your life. Just write it down. Just take some time. You guys are, 
maybe in a in a good position to do it. At some point, you can't. Myron said something last night, and I felt that. He said, at some point, you'll get to a point where it will be mandatory that you pay somebody to count your money. Like, it's, it's too much. It's too much coming in from too many different areas, and you literally have to pay. You'll ne- you won't even be able to do this exercise that I'm telling you. I can't even do this exercise that I'm telling you right now. It would be too time consuming. But when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, when we're getting to know each other, this is part of my exit out. I'm writing down every single dollar that comes in and every single dollar that comes out. And every week I would look at it and I would say, oh, oh, that's where that that's where my wealth is going. Oh, that's why I don't have any money. Oh, that's why I don't have money to invest. Oh, I understand now. I can see through this ledger my habits. We're getting to know each other. We're getting to know each other. And now we're growing together, me and money. Because I just understand some more things about it. So I have a couple questions for you all that I really, really want you to strongly consider. We have to look at our relationship with this stuff because and, and, until we like really identify how we relate to our money, we'll, keep, we'll continue to get blindsided by poverty. This is vital, okay? So I have a couple questions for you. One, how do you feel about money? How do you feel? How do you feel? Now, some people feel that money is just a tool. It goes out and works. Okay. Some people feel it's something that needs to be taken care of. Is money something you like? A game changer for me. And this happened not too long ago, last year. My friend said to me, he said, yeah, what, you don't like money or something? He's like, yeah, you just leave so much money on the table. You don't go get it. You don't, do you not like it? Now, that was my way, that attitude, the way I'm approaching it, that was my way of saying, well, I don't care about money. I'm not going to fall in love with money. I'm not one of those people that are money hungry. But the way he said it, he said, what, you don't like money? Which made me think to myself, Do am I intentionally trying to keep myself average. Mark Well, something that was amazing. He said, what keeps most people from $100,000 a month is $50,000 a month. Now your numbers might be different. The thing that's keeping you from $20,000 a month is the fact that you hit eight, you, the fact that you hit six figures. You're at 8,300 a month. That very thing is keeping you from 10,000 a month. Even on another scale, some of you might finally be hitting 5,000 a month. That is a lot of money for some people in certain rooms at certain tables, $5,000 a month. But the fact that you are comfortable with that is keeping you from 10,000. Some of your jobs have definitely given you enough to feel like it's enough. How do you feel about money? Do you love it? Does it not matter? 
like it a little bit, emotional. You'll do anything for it. I just want you, I, I, this is not a, a how-to type of conversation. I think, and this is just me, just me, the greatest realizations I've ever had or the greatest lessons I've ever had was not something that I was taught. It was something that was caught. It wasn't someone teaching me do this, this, and this. What's going on, family? David Chance. I want to give you a special invitation to The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. It is the only organization that gathers every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we help you learn entrepreneurship, grow as an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur, or you just get to be in an environment, a network of all entrepreneurs. Literally hundreds of entrepreneurs gather on a Zoom call every single morning, Monday through Friday, okay? So I want to give you a special invitation to help grow your business and your brand all this year, okay? Every single day. You eat every day for the for your health. You brush your teeth every every day for your hygiene. I need you to learn and grow every single day um, for your mindset, okay? So make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. It is only $1 um, trial. You don't need a promo code. Just go $1, themorningmeetup.com. Check it out. If you like us, stay. If not, after that, it's $79 a month, but I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy yourself, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com. I love y'all. See you in the morning. It was me thinking and having a realization like, yo, you're yo, you're right. My relationship with money is trash. It's, abu- it's, a, uh, it's toxic. I'm abusing it. My relationship with money, I'm angry. Oh, we're getting to know each other. And getting to know each other doesn't mean oh, I'll be come on, you don't. Getting to know each other means, okay, I have some time to at least let's start putting some things in place. Are you growing together? Are you learning? I just want you to tap into how, in the chat, how do you feel about, use, the, use an, an emotion, a one word emotion on how you feel about money. Throw it in the chat real quick. How do you feel? How do you feel about money? Just throw it in the chat real quick. How do you feel? How does money make you feel? Anxious. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Anxious. I'm anxious. Frustrated. Excited. Uneasy. Comfortable. Detached. Scared. Confused. I love it. We we got to embody that. We got to embody that. We all know, believe it or not, we all know, we all know I can't even say that. I was going to say we all know what to do with money, but we don't. So let's go to the second stage. But as long as we tap into the emotion of feeling how it makes us feel, that's the first step. Number two, I got another question. How much time do you spend with it? We're talking about relationship, right? How much time do you spend with your spouse, your boyfriend, girl? How much much time do you spend with money? How often do you plan stuff? I'm telling you, on my, I got like this little, most of you have like the little glass shower thing, right? You have a a, a glass component to a shower. If the forensic files, if like the forensic team came in and they use a little blue light, they'll see math equations all over my window. Like you had to put the little blue light to see what was on there. You'll see math equations, multiplications, times, plus. If I sell this many of that and I do this, I spend time with my money. 
how often do you check your, your account? One of my friends, he said this was years ago. He said, I check my bank account every day. I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> I didn't understand it. Like, why do you check your account every day? And then I finally realized, wow, he probably gets deposits every day. He's probably checking on the number to see if it's going above or below. He's probably looking at the expenses. He's probably looking at what's working and what's not working. The numbers, the spending time with it, lets us know if we're moving forward or backwards. What is that number that you hate when your account gets below? Now you probably don't have that number because you don't spend a whole lot of time with it. And most people don't check their bank account. Why? Throw it in the chat. Why do most people not check their bank account on a regular basis? Afraid, fear, it's ugly. I don't know what's going on in there and I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't, it's possible that it's negative today, but instead of facing it, I ain't even trying, I ain't even trying to see it. But I'm asking for you to check on it every day. Check on it every day. How can we get it to grow? How can we stop getting it below the negative? How can we do that? This is very, this is very important that you assess how much time you're spending with your money. Even though I have a, I have an accountant, I'm always asking the accountant about the numbers. Also, I'm checking the Stripe every single day. I'm checking my account every single day, multiple times a day. I'm checking the math. I spend time with it. Okay. Number three, number three, how much do you know about money? How much do you know about money and how it works? Did you know that money in a savings account technically means you're losing money? How much time do we spend in the financial markets? Just understanding how this stuff works. How many people do you ask questions about money? One of the boldest questions I always ask, and I'll be asking my successful friends, hey man, what do you do with your money? I just wanna know, what do you do? Sometimes I get really good answers, stuff I didn't know of. Oh, put it in a hedge fund and I got this and I got that. And sometimes out of nowhere, because of that question, they'll be like, yo, I just put some money in this investment, in this particular stock, yo, you should probably get that. I put it in this coin, yo, you should probably get this. One of my friends, simply because I'm just asking, because I just know he, hope, he knows a lot about money. I gave him my phone one day and we came up with a number and I said, bro, just buy some stuff, buy some, buy some coins, buy some crypto. I gave him my phone. We had a, we had an amount and I'm like, yo, just go shopping, bro. You know, you know what to get. From that, that, that conversation and that session, probably if I had to bet, it probably made me about $60,000, $70,000. Only because I asked my friend, hey, what do you do with your money? 
And he starts telling me, I'll put it in this, and this is why I use that coin. And I'm like, yo, bro, here, take this bread. Take my phone, and let's just, because I want to know what you did. I was talking to, I was talking to Alex. He just got like a, some sort of expensive car. And him 500 has a, like a similar car. And I'm asking them how much the car costs. How did you, now I'm not even going to buy it, but I want to know, how did you buy it? Did you lease it or did you finance it? How much money did you put down? Why did you buy it? Did you buy it just because you like it? Did you buy it just because you had the money? Or does it somehow bring you some more money? I just want to know what you do with your money. Start asking people offensive questions like that, <laughs> especially successful people. Hey, man, what do you do with your money? Sorry, somebody called me. Okay. We got to figure out how this thing works. Lastly, 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 how hopeful are you in a flourishing relationship with money? How hopeful are you? You got high hopes for this relationship. Tell me, Tim, Tim, Tim. How hopeful are like do you have high hopes for this flourish? Uh, is this relationship gonna flourish? <laughs> I would say as of re uh, recently, yeah. I think um, just being around people that talk about money that way. I don't think it was initially always that way, but just being around people that see it that way definitely uh, definitely helps. Yeah. Yo, so much, it's so easy to say, I know I'm going to be successful, but do you really feel like that? You ever told somebody you love them and you want to spend the rest of your life with them? but you don't really see yourself spending the rest of your life with that person. Anybody? You ever tell, you ever like, especially in a month, no. like, in a, okay, yeah, I can say it. In a moment of, in a, in a moment, like, you know, a certain moment, you know what I mean? Like you feel a certain way, and you say it, but the next day, you don't know, you're not 100% sure that that's how you feel. And you're so indecisive. Come on, man. They're killing me. Okay. So what I, what I, what I would like, what I would like for you to do is set some relationship goals. Okay. Let's set some relationship goals for money. What do you see your relationship with money realistically by the end of the month? Realistically, what do you see your relationship looking like? What does it look like? How much do you have? You might have some money in investments. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot of money invested to be an investor. It starts with saying, I'm going to take $3 and put it into this particular account. I'm going to take 20 bucks and I'm going to invest it. I'm going to buy $100 worth of stock to at least start the commitment of the relationship. It's like buying a promise ring. I'm going to just, I'm going to invest in this right here just to show you in good faith that this relationship is going to flourish. 
And through this process, you will start to find so many different things about your boo, money. But if we don't spend time identifying, yo, is this going to be a flourishing relationship? Check this out. There were some people based on the, the launch a podcast challenge. Really, really cool. There were some people who started a podcast, the idea, the concept. They took the concept and I told everybody like, just go ask somebody for some money. Go sponsor. Every podcast has value. You paint the picture. There were some people who made five figures in sponsorships before the podcast even started. Before the podcast even started. Me and Kelly were talking and I can realize, I, I can see that there's a fear relationship with money or an uncomfortable relationship with money. And we talked about it and we realized you need $6,000, just sell a bunch of shirts. Money comes like that. There's a bunch of people who would buy your product and give you the money. But the reason we don't go hard is because we don't have a story behind it and we don't, we're not going to get it because for some reason we're disconnected to money like that. We're disconnected. I'm starting to realize, and I didn't see it before, that I can make eight figures. That's a lot of money. I didn't even see it. Like, I, and I would, tell, I would tell people, I don't see it. I can say it, but I don't see it. But then I got around some eight-figure entrepreneurs. Now I can see it because I'm asking them questions. I need to know how they got it. What did you do? What made you think that way? What's the reasoning you need all that money? And when you hear somebody give you a, when you hear a really successful person, really wealthy person, talk about why they need that much money. It helps to impact your belief system because if you claim to wanna to help people, I'm telling you, you can help more people with more money. But the fact that you don't wanna get the money, you feel like you don't need it to help people because your ministry is a ministry and you don't need money. But I'm telling you, if you can get somebody out of a tough financial situation, that's going to preach louder than your words. I'm telling you, there's so many people that need us. There's so many people that need us. And forget the money, forget the money itself. The money, I believe, just keeps score. And it gives you something to become better at. It just shows how we're growing as an entrepreneur. And being a success inspires so many people. You don't, you just don't realize that when you go get a whole bunch of money, other people will look at you as an inspiration, as a hope, and you will impact thousands, millions of people. Because you understand it's the people who don't have money that are the most toxic with it. But the reason we respect people who have money is because there's a relaxed intensity where it's not all about the money for them. And they just seem like somebody I can follow. 
But when people, when we don't have money, it's like kind of like we're frantic, we're stressed, we're anxious, we're fearful. And those are not the qualities of a leader. I can't wait for you to go become really, really successful. But we're going to continue to talk about money this whole month. But I want you to at least take from today that I need to spend more time cultivating the relationship that I have with money. Let's at least cultivate the relationship. Okay? Listen, I have to go back home. I would love to uh, hear some, some um, what's it called? Some realizations from today and steps moving forward. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.